Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Are you happy? No, you're joyful. Hallelujah. I gave you a chance to exercise your faith. <laughs> right? Amen. Amen. If somebody asks you how you're doing, that gives you a chance to exercise your faith. Amen? Amen. Exercise and tell them how you're doing. They may not ask you again, but that's all right. <laughs> Glory. That's right. The traps of the devil. Who cares about him? Hallelujah to Jesus. First Peter, the first chapter. Don't mind me. I'll get worse before the night goes on. For Jesus. I mean, you know, more fanatical, if you can get more fanatical. Amen. More word governed. I mean, you know, they call you word fanatics. That's all right. The more fanatical I get in the word of God, the better it is. Amen. First Peter, first chapter, verse 3. Our Heavenly Father, this Word has life in it. It has creative power in it. As this Word goes forth under the anointing of the Almighty God by your Holy Spirit, it will produce life and light in the hearts of those in here. It will cause their spirit man to rise up in the realm of the supernatural, in the realm of faith, in the realm of love, in the realm of light, and it will cause deliverance to come to them in Jesus' precious name. Amen. In the third verse of the first chapter, if, you're not, if you haven't been with us for the last 16 lessons or how many lessons it was, then just grab a hold of some tapes and just jump right on in. But we're going to start right in the middle of it. Amen? We're talking about persecution and affliction are coming at you for the Word's sake. Right? It's coming at you. You might as well just face it. It's coming at you. But blessed be God, there's a way out. And you have got to endure tribulation or affliction and persecution. And we said that the forces that we use are the forces of joy, faith, and patience. Amen? Let's get over here to First Peter, the first chapter, uh, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy, I like that, according to His abundant mercy, hath begotten us again, Unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To what? To an inheritance incorruptible. Did you know you've got an inheritance incorruptible? Amen. In the kingdom of God, in the inheritance of the saints of life. And the undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time, you're kept by the power of God, wherein you greatly rejoiced. Though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. If you're in heaviness, what are you told to put on? The garment of praise for the what? Heaviness is a spirit. The spirit of heaviness. 
that thing tries to linger on you just like a dark cloud. You know what I'm talking about? You want to just get out there and do things for God. You want to move in the realm of the supernatural in the spirit. And that cloud, it doesn't seem like anything that you do, it just seems like there's this dark cloud all around you. That's the spirit of heaviness. You've got to get out your tambourine. You've got to get out your guitar. You've got to get out your piano. You've got to get your shoes kicked off and start, to leap, start leaping up for joy. And just put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And the Bible says it'll flee. You watch and see as we go along. It'll flee. See, the Bible says resist the devil and he'll do what? That's right. He'll flee because it's a spirit. We've been just trying to deal with You don't deal with that thing. You just do something about it. Do you know I found out that people fail in the Word of God just because they don't do it? Yes, I mean it. Take off your shoes. Get in your living room and just start leaping for joy. Just jump up and down. How long? As long as you can leap. Amen? Amen. Praise God. The Bible says leap for joy. Amen. We're going to talk about that, Jordan. Tonight. When affliction and persecution come, you are, look what he said here now, wherein you greatly rejoiced. We said those words there in Matthew 5, 12, when he says, when you're persecuted for, for my name's sake, he said, be, he said, rejoice and be exceeding glad. In other words, he said to start cheering and be supremely happy, joyful. Amen. Why? Because you got a great reward. Because you're living for Him. You're persecuted for His name's sake. Well, now Peter here puts it this way. Greater rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, your in heaviness through manifold temptations. Look at the next verse. That the trial of your faith. Notice that this heaviness is coming your way because of the trial of your faith. We said faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Right? And the sower sows the word. And Jesus said it is the tempter or the devil, he named him Satan, who's coming to steal the word. So listen, he's coming against your faith. God is not tempting you, and the trial of your faith is not coming from God. He said that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen you love, in whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable, and that joy is full of the glory of God. That seventh verse says, the trial of your faith, he said, it's tried with fire. Now, well, before, let's hold your finger there. Go to the fourth chapter. No, go to the fourth chapter and hold your finger there in the fourth chapter. And find Isaiah 43. The trial of your faith does not come from God. God is not testing out your faith. God is the one that gave you the faith. Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. The developer. He's the finished man. Amen? Okay, he's the one that's authored your faith. He is the finisher of your faith or the developer of your faith. He is not the trier of your faith. The trier of your faith is the devil. He comes along to steal the word out of your heart. He, that's why he's coming along to try your faith. What he's actually doing, he's trying to see whether or not you really believe what you say you believe. You believe you're more than a conqueror. Well, he's going to come around and do something to see whether you believe that or not. 
And when it happened, someone said, oh, I thought I was born to conquer. Why did that happen to me? Instead of talking like that, you're supposed to start to get rejoicing and let this force of joy rise up big within you by faith. James says, count it all joy. How do you count it all joy? By faith. Begin to activate joy by faith. And we're going to see that now. You got 1 Peter 4 and Isaiah 43? Let's go to 1 Peter 4 first. Verse 12. And Isaiah 43. Hold them, to get, hold them out there. Beloved... Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. He talked about the fire over there in the first chapter. He said, now don't think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. Notice they're fiery trials. As though some strange thing happened unto you, but what? But what he's saying, but begin to cheer and shout and sing glory. Kick up your heels, leap for joy. Whatever you want to do, just begin to do it. Inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Now notice that the trial of your faith is as of by fire. Go to Isaiah 43. Verse 2. When thou passest, passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire... Thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. It's not God that's doing it. That's like the three Hebrew boys that walked inside that fire. God didn't instigate that. The devil did. He got them boys instigated, didn't he? And he says, now you just go off there and, and, and prepare this false image to the king. I got these guys to say it to him, And we'll show these three Hebrew boys that they're not worshiping the false idol. And these fellows have been doing their homework and they knew that the Lord says, I'll be with you even in the floods, if the floods come. They won't overcome you. And he says, and through the fire you'll walk. Sounds like to me you could walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. Amen? Why? Because the Lord's with you. His rod, His rod, which is His word, His staff, His Holy Spirit, they're comforting you. They're protecting you from the flames of fire. The fiery trials of your faith are coming from the devil. And if you'll just know that when they come, don't get anxious. You know, that's why he said walk. The person that's anxious is beginning to run in fear. But the person, the man of faith, does not make haste. He just very nonchalantly walks right up to the furnace and just walks right on in and says, The Lord our God, the one that I serve, is able to deliver me, and He will deliver me, O King. So if you want to throw us into the fire, our God will deliver us from the fire and walk right on into that furnace unharmed. So the trials of your faith, don't think it to be something so strange. Don't start trying to find out where you missed it. Don't start trying to find out why this thing happened to you. Just know that these things are going to come against you and they're going to happen to you. But rejoice when they do happen. Not for the trial, but rejoice that the Word of God is faithful. Look at the next verse. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. In other words, the joy of the Lord is your strength, 
When you draw from, we said this morning, when you draw from joy, you're drawing from the very glory of God. And I'm going to show you by the Word of God that that's His very own presence. His very own countenance. And so if you're going to operate in faith and patience, you're going to have to learn something about joy. So let's go look at some scriptures that talk about joy. Let's go to 1 John. You're there in Peter. Go to 1 John. We may get time to demonstrate some of this stuff. 1 John. First chapter. Let's look at verse 3 and 4. That which we have seen. I want you to notice that the apostles had their faith based on sense knowledge. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. That which we have seen and heard. He's talking about things that they have seen and heard. He's talking about faith only through five physical senses. Did you know that all the apostles based their faith on the five physical sense realm? Except Paul. They saw him. They walked with him. They talked with him. They ate with him. They saw him after his resurrection. They saw him when he appeared to them. The eleven did. Thomas didn't believe. You think Thomas was the only one with that kind of faith? Did they believe when Mary came and said, The Lord has risen? No. They had to have sense, knowledge, faith also. Why do you think they went out and just stormed uh, Jerusalem? They saw Him after the resurrection. <clears throat> so they saw, they heard, they had sense, knowledge, faith. But look what He says here. The reason why I'm writing this to you, He says, that you may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, fellowship with us, fellowship with the Father, and fellowship with the Son, Fellowship with all three. And look at the next verse. And these things we write unto you that your joy may be what? When you have fellowship with the Father, fellowship with the Son, and fellowship one with another. Don't leave that out. You're going to see how your joy will be full. His purpose for writing, and I'll tell you what, if you want to mark that down. If you'll read that epistle, you'll learn how to have fellowship with the Father, fellowship with the Son, and fellowship one with another. And you'll learn how to have your joy full. That's why he wrote that epistle. And if you'll study the pit, that epistle in that light, that the very purpose for the writing of it was so that your fellowship could be with the Father, with the saints, and with the Lord Jesus Christ through the Spirit, your joy will be made full. Study that epistle in, in that light. Now let's go back to John's Gospel, the 15th chapter. He says something about the same thing and shows you a little bit more insight into it in the 15th chapter. We'll see some scriptures here about this joy. In verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Notice the fellowship here. I have kept my, the Father's commandments, and I abide in His love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy... I'm glad He said that. And you're going to find out a little bit later on. He said that my joy, my joy, 
the Lord Jesus Christ said, His joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Again, he's expressing the same thought. I wrote this so that your fellowship could be with the Father, with the Son, and with the beloved, the brethren, so that your joy may be full. Jesus said, abide in my love, walk in that same love, and when you do, your joy will be full because my joy will remain in you. Now go to the 16th chapter. We'll just read a few scriptures here. Let's start in verse 19. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do you inquire among yourselves of that I said, A little while and you shall not see me, and again a little while you shall see me? Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And you shall be what? Sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned to what? A woman, when she is in travail, hath sorrow, because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for what? Joy that a man is born in the world. And you now, therefore, have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. The believer does not have to allow anybody to take his joy away from him. Notice that sorrow is the opposite force of the joy. It's selfishness. You're leaving us. What am I going to do? You don't know what happened to me. Sorrowful. Okay, that force is drawing from the force of darkness, but the force of joy is drawing from the resources of God. Actually, you'll see that it's drawing from his very countenance, the very presence of God himself. Let's read on. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Very, very, I say unto you that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Does he want your joy full? Let me hear it. Does he want your joy full? Full. Doesn't he want it full? Will you all agree to that? Okay, then he says, ask and you shall receive. Did you ask him for something? Did you receive it? Don't say it was his fault. Because he wants your joy full. And if he says receiving from him will cause your joy to be full, if he withholds that thing from you, then he's withholding your joy from being full. And he's the one that says he wants it full. Didn't he? See, you, th- these theories that, that people... T- I, I call them heresy. False doctrine. Well, now, maybe God didn't want to give it to you. That's a bunch of garbage. God wants to save, heal, deliver, and set you free and give you all things that pertain to life and godliness so that you could be profitable in this life and in the life to come. He's already given you eternal life right here. Amen. Now, He wants your joyful. Let's finish reading off that. At that day you shall ask. Well, let's start verse 25. These things have I spoken to you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. And in that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray to the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father, and come into the world. Again I leave the world, and I'm going to the Father. 
Now, he's saying that the Father God himself loves you, and that is the reason why God the Father is going to give you all the things that you ask him for, because his love is for you. And if you'll know this and understand this, then your joy will be full. There's a lot of believers today that their joy is not full because they're not receiving answers to prayer. Because the devil got them thinking God don't want to give it to you. But he wants to give it to you so your joy will be full. Let's go on here. Go to the 16th chapter of the book of Proverbs. I'm sorry, Psalms. Now, God wants your joy to be full. He said, if you walk in my love and love one another and have fellowship with me, fellowship with the Father, fellowship with the brethren, he says you'll be dwelling in that love and your joy will be full. Notice that the Bible says when you dwell in the love of God, you dwell in God and God dwells in you. Love is the very presence of God. Dwelling in that love is dwelling in his presence. And he's dwelling in you. Look at this Psalm 16 chapter. Let's start with, um, well, let's back up to at least seven. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh shall rest in hope, for thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of... What? In the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I know he's talking about the resurrection of Christ, but remember what I said back there? Jesus said that my joy might remain in you. Well, let's tie the scripture together. Go to Acts. Well, yeah, let's go there. Go to Acts, the second chapter. And I want you to grab a hold of something here. I wasn't going to bring it up now, but let's, let's go right into it right now. In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. The reason for that is because Acts 2.28 says that joy, the joy of the Lord, is His very countenance. Look at it. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with your what? The joy of the Lord is His very countenance. We're going to see something here in Luke. You know over there in Luke where it talks about when a sinner comes home, there's joy in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of the angels. That joy is a present force. It is the very glory, it is the very countenance of God. When you activate the power of that joy, the force of joy, it's the, if you want to call it the second fruit of the Spirit, you may. I, I believe that all nine of the fruit of the Spirit are, all the, uh, the other eight are really all in that one love. Love is the fruit of the Spirit. All the other eight are found in that love. Love, joy. 
because God is love. Love says it all. God is love. But joy is found in that love. The joy is the countenance of the Lord. When you activate the joy of the Lord by your faith, then your countenance will change because the countenance of the Lord will be activated on your behalf. You are stirring up not only, we can not only stir up faith or the Holy Spirit, but we can stir up all the spiritual forces of the recreated human spirit and release them by our faith. Love, joy. We've got to continually speak love if we're going to walk in that love. We have got to continually speak joy if we're going to walk in that joy. If he said leap for joy, then leap for joy. Amen? How do you do it? Just start doing it. I'll tell you what, I started doing a little while ago and I'm, just, I'm not going to stop. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, 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 glory. And that's, all, that's all there is to it. Say, what are you so joyful about? Glory, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. You just start to just worship the Lord. And every time someone comes with a problem, I just say, glory, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, 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 glory. And before you know it, the joy of the Lord rises up on the inside. And that don't even bother me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory. You just start to just let the joy of the Lord. Every, you say you're doing that just, you know, you're forcing yourself. You're right. I am. How does faith work? Is not faith an act? Don't you have to act out your faith? Well, don't you have to act like you're healed even though you don't feel like you're healed? Don't you have to correspond with your actions to faith for it to work? Well, start corresponding. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, glory. I'm just the redeemed of the Lord. Amen. Well, doesn't that song we just sang say, A merry heart is the... Huh? Is the What? It's the joy of the Lord. It's the countenance of God. It is a joy unspeakable and full of what? It is the countenance or the very glory of the Lord our God. Oh, that'll get you to kicking up your heels. No wonder he said leave. Amen? I did that one time. I just, I walked inside a store. I didn't care. I was just so full of that joy. I just jumped up in the air. I don't care what anybody said about me. No, I'm not, I'm not, you know into uh, emotionalism. But I was meditating on the Word. I was thinking on the Word of God. I was speaking it forth. I was saying who I was in Christ. And when I got to the end, I said, Glory to God, just jumped up in the air. I mean, you know, when you know, the Bible says, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, just means to jump up, turn around, and praise God. Right? Well, we can do it then. We have got to live in an atmosphere of joy. Now remember that that joy of the Lord is your strength. How do I have joy? I'm glad you asked that. Proverbs 15, 23 says, A man shall have joy by the answer of his mouth. Did you know how high the gasoline prices have gone up to? Yeah. What are we going to do now? Sorrowful thing. Hallelujah. So what should be your answer? The joy of the Lord is my strength and He's my provider. He's our Shaddai to me. He's Jehovah Jireh. And glory to God, He's got all the cattle there is and silver and gold. And blessed be God, it's all for me. So I don't care what it costs because my Heavenly Father made the oil anyhow. Glory to God. And you know, people won't talk like that around you anymore. You lose a lot of your friends. 
That's all right, because when you got saved, you lost a lot of your friends. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, you lost a lot of your friends. When you start walking in divine health and walking by faith, you lost more of your friends. And when you start walking in joy, hallelujah, hallelujah, <laughs> that's right. You have the abundance of all things. I'll show you how this thing works. Someone says, I just can't seem to make my money last until the end of the month. And, uh, and, you know, and they just, oh, and every time the payday comes around, they're always short. I just can't seem to make my pay to the end of the month, and they're always short. Sure as the world, honey, didn't I tell you we can't make it last the end of the month? Where are we going? To? It never fails. No, no, no matter how much money I make, we just can't seem to make that money last. Now, here's a, you've got to start to get in the joy of over these things. Start to sing it out like this. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. I see our bills paid. Hallelujah. Oh, we make the money last. Glory, glory, glory. The Lord increases their money. The Lord makes the money last. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're full of the joy of the Lord because the Lord makes it. We, we have no problem making our money last at the end of the month. If, if God's got to make the money go faster, He'll do it. He'll do it. But you've got to start saying that. You've got to get into, into the joy of the Lord. You'll you forget about all those bills. Thank you, Lord, for my paid-off car. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. That's what you'll be saying. Thank you, Lord, for my paid-off house. Glory, glory to God. Amen. Amen. Can you see that? Thank you, Lord, for all the paid bills. Hallelujah, Lord. I mean, just start to let the joy of the Lord rise up from deep within inside your heart. And then, if you've got to walk, run around the house and shout, don't, just don't invite anybody over. That's all. <laughs> Just grab your wife by the hand and say, Kids, it's time for you to get up in the bedroom and go to bed. We're going to have a leaping spell. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and we're just going to jump up and just shout and just praise God that all of our bills are paid. Hallelujah. That all the needs are met. We've got food coming out everywhere. And glory be to God, we've got all the things taken care of. Stop saying you can't buy a new car. Uh-oh. Why not? Because you've been saying it for the last 20 years. Right? Get out there and stretch out. I'll tell you what. You know, I heard, I heard one great man of faith. He said, either you're going to use your faith or you're going to lose your faith. If you find yourself in a comfortable position and you don't have to believe God, he said, go buy something. That's what he said. He said, it will cause you to use your faith. It will. And when someone says, now how, how are we going to afford? I never say I can't afford anything. I never say that. I can afford anything and everything I need. You'll never hear me say I can't afford it. Amen? Why should we say we can't afford something when the Bible says our God supplies all our need? The Bible says you're going to have the joy by the answer of your mouth. Let's go there. That's Proverbs 15, 23. You got that yet? Now, the Bible tells you how to have the joy. It tells you how to use the joy. And it will tell you what the joy will do for you. That joy will keep you in the abundance of all things. I'll tell you what else that joy will do. It will keep you walking in the love of God. It will. But I'll tell you what I did. I walked into a store today and just caught my vest on the one thing on my vest. I caught my vest on the door and ripped it. 
I was warming up a baby, uh, a bottle for for the baby, and I had the hot water in my hand, and the lady put too much water in it, and instead of having her go back and forth to, because you know, when you put the bottle inside it, the water just came up too high. And so I walked outside, and I just dipped a little bit out, and I came back in and threw the door open. Well, it's one of them doors that goes, boom, comes right back real fast, just like that. And I had the water in my hand. The thing hit my hand, spilled the water on my hand, burned hot water on my hand. And, I, and the door came back and caught my vest and ripped it. And I sat down and looked at it, and I said, glory, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. He'll... If he had a sword, he'll do it. No, but the idea is he's trying to get you upset. He's trying to get you to a place. Oh, no. That kind of attitude's rotten. Hey, it's no good. Go back over to Proverbs 15, 23. A man had joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good it is when you speak for... He's not getting you on the big things. He's getting you on the little things. You start just confessing your faith. You know the Bible says you can have what you say? Mark eleven twenty three, But yet, why are people saying what they have? Brother Cap says it was so profound, but the Lord spoke to him and said, I told my people they can have what they say, but they're saying what they have. People have actually talked like this. I'll never be able to buy a brand new car. I'll never be able to afford that. I used to say that years ago. You'll never hear me talk like that again. Blessed, since I got saved and found out how faith works, blessed be God, God supply all your needs. If you want to go out and buy yourself a new car, and God will provide for it. Amen. What are you going to drive a one for that doesn't work? Now you say, well, I don't get off into this area. Listen to me. Read the 112th Psalm. If you love the Lord and serve the Lord, He said, wealth and riches will be in your house. And I guarantee you that with all that God gives you, you'll be given back 50% of your pay. Amen. That's right. That's how that works. We're going to get in that financial area, prosperity area, and show you how that thing works. And you'll be given more of your pay away that you ever gave, and you'll be able to afford everything. I mean that. That's where the faith comes in. But walk around your house and start saying, get your bills and stick them on the table there, and get your wife and start jumping up and down right in front of them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All our, all our bills are paid. Glory to God. Then start doing it. I mean, you say, that sounds silly. Well, how silly is this? Go over there and dip yourself seven times in the Jordan River. He's too fanatical for me. I'm going to do anything of the sort. Well, go keep your leprosy. Amen? Go keep your leprosy. You want it? Well, when God tells me to do something like that, read the Bible. Luke 6, 23 said, leap for joy. Well, you might as well open up your Bible. Well, we'll go back there to Deuteronomy 28. I said we're going to see some scriptures. 28 chapter. If anything, you'll be so joyful, you won't even recognize anything coming against you. You'll be so joyful, people do all kinds of things, so you just walk around and say, glory, glory, glory. He wants us to walk in the spiritual forces of the recreated human spirit. And this aspect of joy has been hidden from the body. I mean that. We talk about faith. We talk about patience. But he said, first count it joy before you start exercising your faith and patience. The Lord taught me that. You know, the Lord taught me a lot of things without any 
just by His Holy Spirit. And I didn't know uh, hardly any of this stuff. And I mean this sincerely. I thought I was a little bit, maybe, I thought maybe getting a little fanatical there, a little bit wildfire. But when we were down at school, some things started to come against us. See, I never told anybody this. I'll share it with you, though. And uh, I just, I mean, some, some terrible things are coming against us. And, and, you know, I mean, when you got your faith exercise for all your finances, for what food you're going to eat, for paying your tuition at Raymond, and, and just providing for your family, paying the rent and everything, you know, your faith is getting spread out there. You've got a lot of areas that you're believing God for your entire life, you know. And uh, so this here thing came up against us, and I just went into the bedroom, shut the door behind me. Nobody told me to do it. I just remembered what James said, count it all joy. And I just stood there and something came on the inside and I just jumped. I jumped up in the air. I said, I count it all joy, glory to God. And got down on my knees I said, thank you, dear Father God, that the Word of God is truth. And I magnify you in the Word and the Word will prevail. And just like that, we got the answer. Just like that. Why? Because the joy first. When you're sorrowful, that draws from the pits of darkness. But when you allow that joy to rise up, look at what he said here in 47-48. I've quoted it to you, but I want you to see it. Underline these words. Because thou servest not the Lord your God with joyfulness. Joyfulness and gladness of heart. Listen. For what? Deuteronomy 28-47-48. Because you serve not the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart from your human spirit. For the abundance of all things. I'm not satisfied with just a little bit of all things. He wants you to have the abundance. And when I say abundance, I'm talking about the abundance of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, temperance, and faith, and abundance of the grace of God. The Bible says will cause you to reign in life as a king. He's the king of us kings, isn't he? Dear God, I never saw a king do without, did you? No. The abundance of all things. Look what he said. What happened to you if you don't do it? Therefore shalt thou serve your enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee, in hunger, in thirst, and nakedness, and in want of all things. Do you know that when you draw from the resources of hell, that you are serving the devil in the want of all things? Oh, we can't seem to pay our bills. And that's right. That's exactly what you're doing. You're drawing your strength from darkness and it never, never comes to pass. Your words, the confession of your word from your spirit, and you believe that right down here. You believe it right down here. It's causing your life to be fixed in a place of bondage and you'll never be able to get to a place where you can make that money last. If the Bible says you can have what you say, why don't you just start, around, start walking around saying, Blessed be God, all my bills are paid. Men given in my bosom, so all my bills are paid. The Bible says that in Luke 6.38, doesn't it? Start saying it. And then start joying in it. When a bill comes to your house, and it's staring you right in the face, put that thing on the floor and start dancing around it. You think I'm kidding. I'm telling you something right now. Faith is an act. And the reason why people are not getting their victories is because they are not acting. I heard someone say like this. If you're in a situation that you have need of healing in your body, 
and all you can move, say you're paralyzed, and all you can move is one finger. He said, you move that finger. And start saying, glory, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, God, I can move. I thank you, blessed be God. And start, start acting on what you can do. Start acting on the, the, the thing that you can do. If he said, leap for joy, leap for joy, you start acting on the Word of God. You start doing what he said to do in, his, in the Word. You start serving him with joyfulness and gladness of heart. And you'll start seeing yourself having the abundance of all things. And your patience. You know how easy it is for your patience to work in that atmosphere? When you've got all the doubt and unbelief coming your way, it's, it's easy for your patience to give up. But blessed be God, can you, ever, you, you don't even think about the things that are coming against you when you're saying, Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. That works on your mind. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, I see all my needs met, all my needs are met, all my needs are met. Glory to God, glory to God. All my bills are paid, glory to God. My body's healed, my body's healed. We're believers. We don't have to try to get our needs met. We don't have to try to get our healing. Right? If you've been trying to get something, stop right now. I mean that. Stop trying to get it. And receive it. I don't care what it is you, you, that you couldn't do. Start doing it right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. I receive my healing. I receive my healing. I receive my healing. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You are drawing from the very presence of the glory of God from His very own countenance. And that life will be going forth from your spirit. And a merry heart do it good like a what? Like a medicine. It will produce healing from your spirit into the outward being. Start saying it. Start speaking it. Start acting like that. Start acting so fanatical in that area of joy that glory be to God. I don't care what anybody says. Faith is an act and it works that way. Without those corresponding actions, and you say you have faith and you say you have the joy of the Lord, but you don't act on it. You say you believe it, but you don't act on it, so you don't believe it. A Christian should never go and tell somebody, How are you doing today, brother? Oh, a little bit under the weather. Dear Lord. Them storms of life will be around you always. Let's go on here. Let's see some more scriptures about this joy. You know that Nehemiah 8.10 says the joy of the Lord is your strength, right? They've been drawing from the resources of the strength of Satan. And I don't want to have anything to do with that guy. Do you? Remember that. When a per I'm not talking about having compassion or carrying one another's burden in, in, in that aspect of it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having that joy in, in your own life, rising up within you. I don't care. You're going to have compassion towards your brother, towards your sister. If they have a need, you're not going to just stand there and laugh in their face. I'm not talking like that. I'm talking about using this according to knowledge, okay? I'm talking about releasing this joy by faith. Now, what I'm saying is don't, you know, don't everybody run down to the IGA down here and everybody just start jumping up and down in the middle of the store. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your attitude. I'm talking about your motive in your life. I purpose in my heart to draw my strength from the glory of God. And in His presence is the fullness of joy. And when that joy is released, it gives me spiritual strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And your faith and your patience need that strength. Didn't you ever hear a weak faith? The Bible talks about it. Romans 14, read it. Those of you that are weak in faith, 
But Abraham was strong in faith. How? Giving glory to God. The joy. The rejoicing of his heart. Praise God. Where are we at? Well, we, Nehemiah 8.10. Go to Luke's Gospel. Well, no. Stop there. Go to Isaiah first. Let's read this scripture first. Isaiah 35. You know that we sing the song all the time. Isaiah 51.11. And really both of these scriptures are the same. Isaiah 35.10. They're both the same. <coughs> Isaiah 35.10 and Isaiah 51.11. Both underline these words. Underline these scriptures. And this is Isaiah 35.10. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy, joy upon their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. That joy is resting on your head right now. That joy is the very presence or countenance of God's glory. And it's resting upon you. Look at Isaiah 51, 11, Same thing. <clears throat> Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Complaining and all that self-pity and all being sorry for yourself shall flee away. That is the spirit of heaviness coming upon God's people. And you don't need that. You need the joy of the Lord to be your strength. It's a matter of doing God's Word and believing God's Word. Sing it out in joy. Rejoice. Sing it forth. Go to Luke 1. I don't know some of these scriptures. We'll give you some scriptures. Faith comes by hearing the what? All right, so listen to the Word. Not me. Listen to the Word. We'll go hurriedly through some of these scriptures. There's a lot of them. Okay, Luke 1, 44. For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb. John the Baptist leaped for joy right there. He leaped in my womb for what? Jesus just was conceived by Mary. And already John the Baptist is leaping for joy. And he wasn't even born yet. Ah, if he can do it, I can do it right here. Hallelujah. Go to 14, 15 chapters. Underline some of these things. You could, well, you know... Study them for yourself. We'll just go over them very, very quickly. 15 chapter, verse 4. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does he not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven. Joy shall be in heaven. Over one sinner that repenteth, more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, 
Does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she had found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. I would love to be in that presence of the holy angels of God and see that joy when one person comes and is saved by the blood of Jesus. Oh, could you just see... You know, listen to me when I say this, friends, because this is very important. Did you notice how that woman, when she found her one lost piece, one lost coin, she called her friends and said, Rejoice with me. Do you know it's a shame you can't call half your Christian friends and, and have them rejoice with you because they'll be envious of you? You know what I say when someone calls me and says, they got their prayer answered? I rejoice with you, brother. Say it out loud. I rejoice with you, sister. Glory to God. I don't give place to any of that garbage. So say, so yeah, because you received. You've got the same father. You've got the same father I've got. I've got the same father you've got. And if anybody here receives something, you mark that thing in your notebook and say, Brother so-and-so receives, etc., etc., etc. Glory be to God. My father give the same thing to me. Now, Father God, I'm just asking you in Jesus' name, I receive that healing for my body. Rejoice with that brother. Rejoice with that sister. Oh, I've had people say, they're just tired of it. You just call and, and say, Glory to God, the Lord met my need, answered my prayer. And on the other end, they're grumbling over there. Oh, yeah, they want to change the subject just like that. You're not bragging on yourself. That's not called bragging on yourself. You're calling for them to really rejoice with you. But see, the devil tries to put in that little... Wrong spirit, that envy, that jealousy. God did something for him, and he didn't do it for you yet. That attitude will destroy your faith. I mean it right there. It will destroy your faith. In the presence of God, when one sinner... You know, I hear we say someone gets saved and... Huh? Did you have a good service? Yeah. One person got saved. Listen to me. In the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of God Himself, there is joy when one person gets saved. We should certainly... Listen to what I'm saying. If your spirit is any way in contact with the Spirit of God, if your spiritual man on the inside has any kind of compassion at all, then you better just... When somebody gets saved, you'll be shouting from the mountaintop. We should be rejoicing with great, exceeding joy when somebody comes to this altar or in this congregation of people gets saved. More so than anybody that ever got healed. Amen? Where are our spiritual eyes? If you see somebody rise up and be healed, glory to God. Everybody's, oh, wow, glory to God. But once someone gets saved, and yes, yeah, somebody got saved. What kind of attitude is that? If you could see with your spiritual eyes that person going into the lake of fire for eternity and all of a sudden the glory of God catch him one foot away and boom, the new birth goes into his spirit. You'd be shouting for glory for sure. And that joy would rise up in you. You've got to start acting that way. You say, well, you're just doing that. Yeah, you're doing it by faith. I don't care if you feel like it. When it's time to worship God with our giving, we should shout and rejoice. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. When somebody gets saved, we should make a point of it to have a shouting party. Glory to God, Heavenly Father. Thank you for saving that soul that was lost. 
because there's joy in the presence of the holy angels. I can see what they're doing up there having a party. Hey, we're of the same spirit, aren't we? We should be doing it also. Go to the 24th chapter of this Gospel of Luke. You'll like this. If you've got to set yourself aside for a little bit of time, if you've got to get yourself out of this world system for a little bit of time, if you've got to cut off all outside activity for a bit of time, do it to get joy, faith, and patience built and the love of God developed inside your spirit, man, so strong that that's all you do is walk and act and talk like God. Look at what it says here. I don't, I'm not going to have time to read all this. I just want to read a little bit. Let's take a look... Uh, Let's start with verse 41. And while they yet believe not for what? They believe not for what? Why does it say that? And while they yet believe not for joy. The joy comes in when believing God. Glory to God. You believe on Him. You got a joy unspeakable and full of glory. And wondered and said unto them, Have ye here any meat? Now, you read that whole thing in context, you'll see that they still didn't have any insight into His resurrection. They, they saw that He was there. They knew He was there. But going on to verse 45, He opened their eyes, the eyes of their understanding, that they might understand the Scriptures. Now, go up to verse 52. And they worshipped Him and returned to Jerusalem with what? When they finally got some understanding as to what Jesus was talking about, then they saw it spiritually. They began to believe. And when they believed, it says they had great joy and were... Con Listen to the next verse. Continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. When you get your eyes open to this fact that Jesus Christ bore your sicknesses and bore your diseases and you don't have to allow sickness or disease to live in your body anymore, you are going to just start right where you're at and you're just going to start to continually praise. Thank you, Father God, that I'm healed. Thank you, Father God, that you healed me. Glory be unto God that I received my healing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you'll just start to rejoice and be exceedingly glad and leap for joy. And I guarantee you'll be leaping for joy when your eyes are open to it. That's why when, you, when somebody's prayed for, they should leap for joy right after, right after prayer. Just glorify God. Thank you, dear Lord. You've got to exercise your faith. And that glory, that countenance will start to work. That merry heart will be doing good like a medicine. Don't let your heart be troubled, Jesus said. Don't let your heart be afraid. It's up to you. You could do it if you want to. Now we're talking about persecution and afflictions when you're going to start to release this. Look at Acts 20. We were going to close this thing out. <coughs> but I don't, I don't know. Regardless, we're still going into healing on Wednesday. Healing, 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 healing. Verse 23. And 24. Save. This is Paul. Remember Paul says he endured the persecution and the affliction. 
Paul said, Say that the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Oh, Paul, are you still going to go? Bonds and afflictions are waiting for you, Paul. Are you still going to go? Look at verse 24. But none of these things move me. Neither can I my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my course with... Oh, he knew, he knew, he knew. He knew it. He knew it. He said, glory, glory. Hallelujah. I'm going up to Jerusalem. I don't care, if they, I don't care what they do. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I'm going. Hallelujah. The joy was already set before him. Jesus had the joy of the, set, the glory of God set before him. And that's why he finished the course with joy. Paul finished his course with joy. He endured to the end with joy. And he had for him a crown of life. When persecution and affliction comes your way, you begin to kick up your heels. You begin to shout. You begin to glorify and magnify the name of the Lord. And just speak forth the word in your situation, no matter whatever it is. Make up your... You know, the Holy Spirit will give you all kinds of songs in the Spirit. Little tunes to give you for your healing or for your deliverance. I mean that. And you start singing it forth like you mean it. And you'll start to see them things just fade away. That merry heart will do so good, your whole entire countenance will change. It'll change the way you walk. It'll change the way you talk. It'll change the image you have of yourself when you look in the mirror. Did you know that you're God's joy person? Amen. You'll be walking like that. You'll be talking like that. You'll be acting like that. Hallelujah. Why are you so joyful? Because the joy of the Lord's my strength. It's not a feeling. Now can you see why we walk by faith and not by sight? Can you see that? See, these spiritual forces work together. We figure, well, it's only faith. Well, no, you, you need faith, but you need more than that. Add to your faith virtue, temperance, knowledge, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. These things being unabound, you'll be neither barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of Jesus our Lord, and they'll cause you not to fall, the Bible says, if you read the rest of it. But you've got to understand how these things work. Now, Paul... And Silas, when they was in prison, I remember the story. They had every right to begin to complain and to be filled with sorrow. But what did they do? At the midnight hour, they began to worship and sing praises under God. And what did they draw from? They drew from the glory, the joy, the, the very presence of God's own glory, His very own countenance. And they got their deliverance. Peter and John did the same thing. And when they drew from that glory, when they, after they were persecuted and afflicted because of raising up the lame man, uh, what happened? The Holy Spirit fell upon them in, in the earthquake and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Spake the Word of God boldly. But can you see that these things have got to be done in the middle of your, when your circumstance comes, whenever the house has the winds beating against it? You better have your house built when they come, I'll tell you right now. You better build your house now on the foundation of the things of the Spirit. If you do, then when those storms come, you will not fall. You cannot, I'll put it that way, you can't fall. Because the Word cannot fail. Love cannot fail, and all these things are found in the love of God. And they all work for you. Now in... Well, let's go... Let's try one more scripture. Acts the 13th chapter. Let's go... Let's look at verse 44. 13th chapter of Acts. 
And the look, look at verse 44. And the next Sabbath day came all, also the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming them. Blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It is necessary that the word of God should be first spoken to you, but seeing you put it from you, judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. They went on and explained to them how they... Going down to verse 50. But the Jews stood up the devout and the honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against and raised persecution and raised persecution and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. And Paul and Barnabas went off and began to say, What a bunch of stuffed shirts they were. Oh, wait a minute. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came to Iconium, and the disciples were filled with joy. So what? They don't want to hear you preach the Word of God. When you're persecuted, when you're mocked, when you're, where you work. So what? Begin to shout for joy. We could go through all... all if, if you saw all the scriptures on joy, I did a study, just, just doing a study, I couldn't possibly do, find all them scriptures and give them to you unless I had about a month seminar. And go through every scripture that talks about joy and people have not brought out the importance of joy in the family life. You start making this a confession of your faith. This household that we live in is God's joy house. And we will have the joy of the Lord and we'll activate it by faith. And when the kids start to get off and do this and do that, start saying, joy, joy, glory, glory, glory. Our children are perfect children. Hallelujah. The Word of God prevails in their life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We see them walking in the things of the Lord. We see them walking by faith and love and joy. And blessed be God, before you know it, the joy of the Lord takes over. The countenance of the whole household changes. You're operating in the love of God. Your faith will work like that. Your patience will work like that. You're activating the very presence of God's glory with joy. You are changing your... Of course, your feelings will change. The sorrow will turn into joy. When the joy rises up from the heart, your feelings will change. You could hear somebody preach condemnation... I did this. I went to church. I mean, I was on fire for God. I went to church and I, was, I could just jump up and down back then. And I'd go into church and I'd sit down and I'd start worshiping the Lord. Everybody worshiped the Lord. I said, glory, glory. It was just beautiful. And then the preacher began to preach. I said, that beats anything I've ever seen. I came in here, a house on fire filled with the joy of the Lord. And now I go back to feel like I was the worst crud there was on the face of the earth. Why? Because he preached sin condemnation right down my throat. Did you know that Jesus did something with sin? You ready to shout? Put it away. You know sin has no dominion over you? Start saying this. Hallelujah, I do not yield to sin. It has no power over me and glory to God. Jesus put it away from me. I've got no problem with sin, do you? Jesus put it away. I've got, I don't yield my members to sin and unrighteousness. I yield them unto God to righteousness. See? Start talking like that. Start at, don't try to do something about it yourself. You just start talking the Word of God. Whatever it says about you, you say it. Sing it. Shout it. Praise Him with it. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Start praising. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not trying to be a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm not trying to have the greater one in me. The greater one does live in me. And I just begin to shout and just thank Him and magnify Him. I'm not trying to be healed. I am healed. Glory to God. Glory to God. You start releasing this from your spirit, man. And I'll tell you what, you're going to see a whole change in your entire household. When you see your house change, you're going to see the body change. 
We'll have everybody bopping up and down when they come in here. I'm God's joy person. Leaping for joy. You know, that devil will get tired of afflicting you, persecuting you, because you'll be praising God every time he does it. And you'll like to hear that. And that's why the sorrow in the morning is going to flee, because the devil flees when you worship God. Amen? Praise God. Well, I'll give you one last scripture. Jude 24. I could give you a whole lot more, but we'll close it right here. Jude 24. This one will cause you to just lift right up out of your seats. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It will cause you just to just rise right up from where you're sitting and begin to jump up and down right where you're at. So if you've got your shouting clothes on, get ready. Are you ready? Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. Oh, I could just go right into the presence of His glory with exceeding joy and just blend right into Him. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Stop praying your problem and start releasing your joy in the victory. The battle's the Lord's. The victory's yours. Amen. He presents you into the presence of the glory of the Father with exceeding joy. Now, God, can you see all this? Can you see everything this Word is teaching us, saying to us? Now, sincerely, and I mean this sincerely, I have heard love preached. I have heard faith preached. I've heard a little, a little bit said, very little bit said, just about the joy of the Lord is our strength. But the only I heard about joy is that it's our strength. And I've heard patience and meekness and humility, and I've heard a lot more than all that. But I've never really heard somebody show and share. I listened to this one tape by Bob Boos on joy. And I never heard anybody until that tape really teach on the joy of the Lord and using, you know, the Bible just says through lack of knowledge, and using your faith to release that joy in every area of your need so that your faith could have that strength that it needs to endure to the end, and your patience, both of them. Amen? And I told you I'm like a sponge. When I get something, I do it. I am a doer of the Word, and not a hearer only. I do the Word. Do you do the Word? Are you a doer of the Word? Okay, anybody got any problems here? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. For my healed body. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. For my paid off bills. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I mean, that's what He wants us to do. You could shut that thing off back there if you want to, brother. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. Jehoshaphat was in the worst situation you ever want to be in. I mean, you've got the Western Beavers. You've got the East Liverpool. You've got people coming from up here in Darlington. 
you know, and Chippewa. And all these forces have all, all the people in all the cities said, we're getting Midland. And we're going to wipe Midland off the face of the earth. And so we all get together here in this little church, you know, and we say, Lord, what are we going to do now? He says, send out the singers. Chuck Sorelli, Bruce Sorelli, Tony Carrado, Rich McCool, Rose got a good voice. Send them out. Get them some horses. Have them go for one in each direction. Let them start to sing. Amen. The Lord is good and His mercy endured forever. Would you guys do it? Now listen. I think it's time we start to believe what God said in His Word is true. No, we're not Jehoshaphat. No, we're not surrounded by these other cities that are coming to destroy us. But the enemy is out there to destroy you. And he said you've got to release the joy from your heart. And when he comes, you just begin to sing praises unto God. And you will be your own little city that's protected. And God will do everything on your behalf. When you walk that way towards him to destroy your enemy and cause him to flee from you in seven ways. I don't care how many ways they come out from you. Can you see that? No, we're not saying we're going to do this. We're not saying we're going to follow uh, Joshua around the walls of Jericho because they're already down. Amen? But use some spiritual connotation to it. We take the joy of the Lord. Sing forth of His praise and of His excellency, of His glory, and magnify Him as Paul and Silas did in the middle of all our affliction, in the middle of all our trouble. And I guarantee you by God's holy word, the glory of God will come upon you and deliver you right where you stand. If you'll do it to the end. Amen. Will you do it? I'll do it. I'll, if that, I'll do it. It doesn't matter what the word says it, I'll do it. So next time you're persecuted, next time you're laughed at, next time some problem goes on, just begin to just start to shout, praise God and sing glory, 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 glory. Thank you, dear Father God. Thank you, dear Father God. Thank you, dear Father God. And before you know it, that thing will be little mohill, and the glory will be the mountain. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.